Welcome to 10 Minutes, the Breakout Investor Podcast. In this episode, we are taking our first look at Summer Infant, ticker SUMR. Introducing us to the company is Breakout Investor Christopher Hampton. But first, a disclaimer, no one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investor Discussion app, which can be accessed via the web at app.breakoutinvestors.com or via Apple or Android App Store download. The application and much of the research content is free. Now to our topic, Summer Infant, ticker SUMR. Christopher, could you tell us a little bit about the company and why breakout investors should be interested? Summer Infant is a well-known brand, uh, middle of the road, durable quality products for infants. Uh, blankets, cribs, potties, rattles, video monitors. Uh, the company had been in decline for the better part of a decade. Bad management, bad decisions, and a large acquisition that brought on a lot of debt. And they were getting suffocated by that debt, which was acquired under poor terms. Uh, they had a couple CEOs that tried to grow the company out of these issues and failed each time. Revenues would not move in any direction except down. Finally, in 2019, the board brought in a new CEO from a company specializing in turnarounds, a management company. And instead of trying to grow revenue, he cut costs. And just upon announcing that he was cutting, I think it was $7 million off annual expenses back in 2020, the stock rallied about 300% um, retraced. I was lucky enough to buy it around between three and five. And it had a very good year after that. Yes, and let me just uh, jump in here and say that I've followed yeah. Summer Infant for at least the last 10 years. And I think you just did a great job of describing the business. Uh, it, uh, you know, a small company, um, therefore, you know, therefore potentially a dynamic company, definitely getting shelf space. Remember, they were big and babies are us. You know, gosh, that must have yeah. closed down at least a decade ago. Uh, and they had all kinds of problems. And I agree with you. It was mostly on the management side. And this is really a su super example of being ahead of the curve. If, if somebody pulls up a multi-year chart, exactly as you said, you're going to see this thing sliding. You know, the slide started in about 2014. Uh, the stock was trading. Uh, this is probably split uh, adjusted. Uh, for $40 and just sliding, yeah. sliding, sliding, sliding. And then there's this dramatic move where the where the stock really shot up. I know that the community was in this. Now, having uh, been watching the company for 10 years, I've, I've got anchoring bias. Uh, I have a hard time believing that this company can fix itself. But you guys uh, took a very nice uh, ride. Uh, the stock then started sliding again. And I think you're going to probably tell us that this is due to the uh, COVID pandemic and supply chain issues, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, the company announced this week, and I won't steal your thunder, but uh, you took another ride. Uh, so tell us about it. Yeah, so the company has been hurt by the supply chain issues uh, that have been predominantly caused by COVID. Um, EBITDA got decimated. Revenue got cut by 30%. And for the last two quarters, the CEO has been saying, you know, it seems to be getting better. But finally, he seemed to really put his nose to the grindstone and find creative solutions. 
And this quarter, they came in actually growing revenue year over year. Uh, had to spend a little more to get the revenue back on track, but he succeeded. Um, well, he, he clearly surprised the market. For those who haven't looked at the chart yet, this thing went from about $8 to 12 in two days uh, this week. Yes. And that's no doubt why we're talking about it. Christopher's been a big fan of it, trying to get everybody invested uh, ahead of this uh, dramatic move. Uh, how did he do it? You say he invested. Uh, you know, When you're talking about inventory, you're usually talking about uh, somebody flying uh, the inventory rather than putting it on a ship. Uh, how how did they solve for the uh, the the port backup and the uh, the inventory acquisition problems? And is it going to last through the holiday season? Because I'd imagine the fourth quarter is going to generally uh, a good quarter for summer. It is well for a company as small as summer, it's the twenty million dollar market cap. One container makes all the difference. And Stuart figured out how to get in that one container, but also uh, direct imports increased by 100% over last quarter. So he's utilizing that method and not depending so much on the container ships. Well, what is a direct import then? Is that flying it in or something else? Well, that's just skipping middleman, direct okay. from manufacturer to buyer. How does one do that? Put a container, you don't put a container on one ship. How do you go direct? I guess it depends on the country. A lot of this is, some of this is happening overseas, more localized transport mechanisms. Well, all right. So, I mean, we, we know that uh, the, the major retailers, Amazon probably started it. I know that Walmart, Walmart's doing it, Target's doing it. And essentially what you're saying is that Summer Infinite's doing it. Uh, in order to get the inventory that is you know crucial to their business, they, they found ways, they've spent the money. Uh, yeah. And having the product, they were able to sell the product, which surprised the market. And the stock went from eight to 12. So what do you see going forward? Well, starting last quarter, uh, last quarter, even though revenue was way down, Stewart said, the CEO said that he still saw demand increasing. And this quarter, we actually saw that demand really is probably increasing. Revenue has increased. Uh, as long as summer can stay on top of inventory, uh, we're definitely going to have a stronger quarter. A quarter okay, well, let me quarter. challenge you on that. We've been talking uh, within the community for well over a year. And when yeah. COVID hit, I had a debate with a few people, you know, in the rooms about uh, the birth dearth. Um, you know, the, the, yes. the, the idea is during a power outage, you're going to have a spike in births nine months later. But with respect to COVID, we've seen the opposite. The young parents are putting off starting a family. So we've got fewer babies being born. Um, I'm not surprised that there was a drop in births nine months after a horrible first couple of months of COVID, uh, which felt like we were all going through the apocalypse. But um, I, I'd be surprised if those birth rates don't tick up as we you know, get further from December. Sure, sure. I agree with you. I agree with you. If anything, family's more important, you know, now that we're coming out of this. Yeah. But why do you think that their uh, demand and their sales is increasing? What, what's better for them uh, now than it has, uh, was historic? Uh, their products are basically the same, which are consistently popular. Perhaps they're, in part, it's from gaining supply share from other companies that aren't managing supply chain issues as well. Yeah, I'll but, bet you that's but, it. Because they're small, yeah. they probably can be more nimble with uh, with supply, and they've got inventory where others don't. 
that may be the case. And they are, now that uh, the new CEO has kind of really worked over the balance sheet, he seems to be focused more on growth now. And he has brought on two new senior vice presidents to focus on product development. And they're moving into the pet category. And it looks like aggressively. Uh, they're already selling on Chewy.com um, revamped baby gates as pet gates and play pens as dog pens. But they're developing a line of products, which they say they'll launch in early 2022. Okay. And- well, I would think that that's a pretty competitive space, especially I might pay up for a, 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 a gate, you know, because I believe it's safe for my kid. I'm, I'm unlikely to pay up for a, in the same way for my dog. It's already a good seller on Chewy.com. It's a good seller in Home Depot, too. Uh, their gates are broadly used. All right. All right. Well, we, uh, we're approaching uh, our, our end point with our 10-minute podcast. Uh, I've been asking yeah. you a lot of questions. Uh, what, uh, what thoughts haven't you gotten through that, um, that you'd like to impart on the listener to get them into your room uh, to talk about uh, Summer Infant? The most important point is how cheaply it's been valued. Uh, $20 million market cap and $40 million in revenue a quarter. Healthy. Um, it can do EBITDA of $5 million. Um, there's a lot of increase possible with this stock. Um, putting a seven-time multiple on EBITDA would be about $140 million. Uh, their EV is somewhere around $60 million. That gives us $80 million to add to the market cap, which is uh, 400% over where it's currently. So if I just heard uh, that, the, the pitch is not that summer's taking over the world, but rather that no. uh, by, by various metrics, they are ridiculously priced because of the issues yeah. that they've had historically. And they will be fairly priced once the market accepts the fact, and this would include me, uh, accepts the fact that they fixed the business, they've got good management now, and it's clear sailing going forward. Uh, 140 enterprise value is they're not going anywhere. They're not failing valuation. Uh, if the growth aspect takes hold, that goes out the window. We have to figure out new higher numbers. Fantastic. Well, that's 10 minutes. Thank you, Christopher. We are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on this podcast and for other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com, or you can download the app at the Apple or Android stores. Uh, The Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, give a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not Breakout Investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither Breakout Investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor. No one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.